Welcome to the Mass Startup Podcast. This podcast explores the journeys behind some of Africa's emerging entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses. The Mass Startup Podcast profiles the most talented creators, impactful entrepreneurs, and high-performing professionals with the purpose to drive insights, learnings, and tactics to help you build what you believe in. So before we start today's episode, I just want to announce something that's really, really special. And I think it's something that is going to have a really big impact on this podcast, um, the platforms that I work on, as well as like everything that we're really doing to enable and empower entrepreneurs in the best possible way. Um, I have a really big passion for finding resources that help entrepreneurs build better businesses um, it's really a big part of my purpose that I've chosen to give myself. And I'm really excited to announce my partnership with Sage South Africa. And this partnership is really about exploring as many ways that Sage for Small Business can serve small businesses and enable entrepreneurs to operate at their best. It's really important that we work with partners like this and others um, to really scale the work that we're doing, but also show entrepreneurs the incredible, incredible ecosystem of support, of tools, of resources, of platforms, and of companies like Sage that are really trying to serve them best by enabling them and empowering them with the best possible resources to build the things that they're building. So you'll notice that um, in the next coming months of the podcast, there will be um, more information around what Sage for Small Business is, how it works, and how it can actually impact your business. And it's really, really amazing to have a partner like this um, help empower me, myself, but also the network that we're trying to build with the resources to do even more um, and have a bigger impact. So I'm super, super excited about this. Um, I'll leave some information about this in the show notes. And you can have a look at more of the, the work that we will be doing. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited about this. And, you know, you'll notice that the artwork is changing and we've changed the intro a little bit. And it's really about improving, making better and really constantly pursuing the best that we can possibly be. And I think it takes a lot of really good partnerships, really good um, you know, ecosystem of resources and tools to get to where you really want to go. And this is just one way that we're trying to do that. So enjoy today's episode. I think it's a really, really, really impactful episode around financial wellness and a company that's doing some really interesting things to solve this massive, massive problem for South Africa. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Simon Ward, the founder and CEO of FloatPays. FloatPays is a financial well-being app aimed at allowing employees early access to end wages during the month when they need money most, but also layering on financial training and financial budgeting planning tools to aid them in the long-term growth. Rohan? Should I clap as well? <laughs> oh no, we're oh, done with the clapping yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Ron Janssen. Uh, I joined part of the I joined as part of the founding team earlier this year. I am the product builder at Floatpays. Cool. Um, just to you know, start this off. 
what is financial well-being um, and what does it mean in the context of South Africa? Cool. So financial well-being is really people's ability to get through month to month um, in a comfortable space whereby they're able to manage their own finances when an emergency happens, they've got money and savings um, and really creating an um, environment whereby we're not financially stressed. Yeah. And I think um, I've seen, you know, multiple stats that say, you know, South Africans typically don't have their salary throughout the month. You know, it's typically, you know, done within the first 10 days or so. Um, why do you think that exists? And do we just have a financial management problem in South Africa? Um, yeah. I think some of this comes down to financial literacy. So more than 50% of South Africans are considered financially illiterate. Um, so not really thinking about um, how we spend our money throughout the month um, causes some level of anxiety. Um, and we're not really forward planning in terms of how we spend our money. So getting from day one to payday for a lot of people is a challenge. Yeah. Um, do you think that um, a platform like yours, for example, can sort of shift the culture of saving, financial management, and being able to not just have the information, but actually implement, um, you know, the things that we learn about managing money? I think that's an important aspect of what we're allowing through the platform. So giving early access to earned wages is useful in solving the immediate need for people um, when problems arise and they need money. What it doesn't do is help them in terms of the long-term goal of getting to the end of the month using their paycheck. And so with Flowpays, what we focused on is, first of all, financial literacy training. So upping people's understanding of how they best use their money. Um, and then following on from that really is practicing that learning. So we've built in planning and budgeting tools which aid you in terms of taking that learning that we've created and building out a plan and an accountability to that plan of how you get from day one of the month to payday. Yeah. Um, and Rowan, from a product perspective, um, how do you build something that can not just educate someone or train them on how to manage their money, but also shifts their culture or their thinking or perspective around managing their money? I think the, the concept of financial well-being is, is quite, a, quite a complex one. And um, there's this organization in America called the Financial Health Network. And what they did is they went through a process to start and, and think around sort of what, what exactly is financial well-being? Like, how do we define it? How do we put this into a simple to understand framework that people can use? And they came up with this quadrant um, where it's spend, save, plan, borrow. So do you, spend less in, do you spend less than you earn? Do you have sufficient savings to get you through the month? Do you have a sustainable debt load? And can you plan ahead, you know, for, for unexpected expenses? So what we did is looked at those four quadrants and then from a product perspective decided how do we build the features to help you, to assist you in solving the issues that you find within those different segments. Mm. And what's the experience been like since you guys started out um, from a user perspective? You know, what's the feedback you guys are getting around how these tools work and how people are actually using them? Simon, mean, you want to run with that? We've had some beautiful stories here. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so from a user perspective for um, the app itself, it's very simple to use. We've got some really positive feedback in terms of the accessibility. So the app's available on Android, iOS, and on uh, USSD. So we've tried to cover off both smartphone and feature phone-based users. Um, and then some really interesting user stories that have come out when we look at the way people are using uh, the solution. So I think often when people look at early access to earned wages, it, it conjures up the thoughts around micro-lending, um, salary advances, getting people into more debt. And the reality is through a lot of the research that we've done and uh, the post kind of um, withdrawals, user stories that we're getting, we're getting some interesting um, anecdotes around how people are using solutions. So a couple of typical scenarios where people end up needing to take children to, to the hospital and wouldn't normally have the money to do that, so would have had to borrow from Amashonas um, to get them there. Um, we've got a security guard who's living 300 kilometers away from his family, and he's using our instant voucher access in order to send money back home. Um, so he does that on a regular basis, and that's really helping him out. Yeah. Um, we've got people who are using the platform um, on a weekend, you know, you go off shopping, you forget your, your purse or your wallet, you get to the shopping center and you suddenly realize that you actually need to go back home. And it's cheaper to withdraw money using FloatPay, so people are using it as just an instant access tool. So I think those use cases and the user stories are really starting to formulate now. Um, and it's interesting how people are using the system. Yeah. Um, the word that you said, uh, Mashwanisa, so I'm very familiar with it. And it's really like a, a, a bad culture of, you know, people going to usually unscrupulous people who probably, you know, you, sh you have no business borrowing money from. But at the same time, most people just don't have enough money to, you know, be able to go through the month. Um, how do you guys stray away from, you know, being bundled into that idea of being um, one, a mashonisa, but also a micro-lending platform that may or may not have, you know, really, really um, bad connotations, especially in popular culture. Um, I've seen, you know, uh, research um, in America and the, and, the, and the UK around how these platforms do usually, you know, get people into debt and stuff like that. Um, how do you guys move away from that and build a platform that's more, um, you know, for your well-being rather than trying to trap you into more debt or anything like that? Yeah, oh, I think there are two distinctions in that. So the first being that we're not an interest-bearing product. So this is money you've already earned. It's a bit like going to the ATM and withdrawing money. You're going to get charged a service fee. Mm. And so it's a single service fee. It's not credit interest. Um, there are no late repayment fees because it comes off of your payroll. Um, so come the day that your paycheck arrives, it's got um, our withdrawal with our service fee less. And so I think that's an important distinction and that is not a credit product. I think where people are tending to get themselves into trouble, one is not everybody has been part of a financially inclusive society. Mm. And so for a lot of people, they don't have access to traditional banking um, opportunities. So, you know, if you're somebody, say, for example, who has a credit card and you're very good at paying off your credit card, you don't really need our product. You know, you can borrow money off of the credit card, pay it off before any interest occurs. And I think for, so for people in that financially inclusive society, that's the viable option. And a lot of us already do that. I think for people who come from uh, a more underprivileged background where maybe they don't have those opportunities, what do you do when life happens and you need money um, urgently? 
And for a lot of people, the reality is it's either on that formal lending sector or it's the informal lending sector. And the informal lending sector, it's, it is unscrupulous. It's not a good place to be in. And people are starting to get themselves into debt cycles where they're really struggling to get out of. And so with the immediate need with our product, what we're looking to do is get people to take early access on money they've already earned, which isn't credit interest bearing and allows them to pay whatever they need to pay in order to um, manage the emergency that they find themselves within. And then from a product perspective, really, we've invested in the training tools to really up that financial literacy aspect so people understand what it means to budget, what it means to get yourself out of debt. Um, the realities around things like compound interest, um, I think it was um, Einstein who once described it as the eighth wonder of the world. And that's true if you, in a positive sense, have money in the bank account. It's got the total opposite effect if you're somebody who's in debt. And so that's a really important aspect is starting to up that financial literacy um, understanding. And then through that, then practicing. Because no matter how much we learn, we need to practice. And so practicing forms a really important part of that. And that's where the planning and budgeting tools come in place. So as you're using the app, we're giving you information on what bills are coming up, you know, what you need to do come payroll to actually hit those payments. Um, so if the emergency does arise, you do need to money add, withdraw money from our platform, you can see what bills you've got coming up. And then starting to really think about how you take accountability for that. You know, ultimately, it's all our own responsibility um, to manage our money. Um, but seeing something visual in the app, which is a consistent reminder of what's coming up, I think is a really, really important aspect because often at times we need money, we need to pay something, we pay it off and we forget about what's coming up through the rest of the month because we live nowadays in this on-demand society mm. where we want to watch something, we want to buy something and we do that immediately and we don't always think about the consequences that um, befall us. Yeah. Um, you mentioned financial inclusion. Um, technology, I feel, has sort of moved things much further along in terms of like bringing people that weren't necessarily within the financial or using financial services and getting access to stuff like insurance and um, other sort of financial services. Um, what does it mean to you guys um, as a company and also um, to the you know, purpose or vision that you have for what Flowplays um, can, can actually achieve? Yeah, so it's, I think that's a really important aspect is how do we get people to think about um, these financial inclusive products, which maybe they didn't have access to in the past. And so looking at the planning and budgeting tool data and starting to suggest products which would help people so that they don't get themselves in, in a situation of need is really where we would like to take the product. So important aspects on the value of insurance, the value of uh, funeral cover, making sure that those products are fit for purpose, I think is massively important and part of the responsibility of what we're building in this product. And then I think also layering on um, savings accounts is massively important. So getting people to think about how we save money, you know, and it's not just for the next week or the next month, it's for a couple of months. So when if true emergencies do occur, we can really get ourselves out of it by just dipping into our savings. And so those are really important aspects as we develop out the product that we really need to think about and getting people to understand the value of in terms of a holistic financial well-being platform. Yeah. Um, do you think that traditional financial services, say banks um, and others, do you think they think enough about financial inclusion? Um, I think there's a trend among you know financial um, technology companies that specifically come into 
you know, change the um, models that currently exist to try and change the way things have been going. Um, do you think those traditional financial services um, companies actually think about these things in a conscious way or build their products um, to make sure that it's right for fit? I think there's definitely the thought processes and the traditional uh, institutions are starting to think about how they they speak to um, those parts of our society on part of their kind of financial inclusion side. Um, I do think, however, though, a lot of the products that exist within the current market really aren't fit for purpose for those who might not have things like a credit score. So to somebody who has a credit score, you know, all of these financial opportunities are available to you. For somebody who doesn't, where do you take them and how do you include them into a product? And so with the ability to see um, payroll, with the ability to allow people to take money off of payroll early, and then to build in those financially inclusive products, I think that's in a way, a way that we can disrupt this area and start to drive financial inclusion um, and you know really getting people to, to um, work with products that we might all take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, from a product perspective, uh, Rohan, um, I think Simon mentioned, you know, someone that was a, a security guard that was using the platform. And then obviously you may have you know, people who work in corporates or startups using the product. How do you make sure that you build a platform that works across, um, you know, whether it may be, you know, technology literacy um, spectrums, you know, just like anyone can use this platform to achieve what they really want. How do you design a product like that? So <clears throat> the first part from, from our perspective is to always start from a position of empathy. And um, we go through extensive user research before we build any feature. So last year, when we started thinking around how to put the product together, we worked with a company to do user research with the NetCare group, um, running some research with the nurses to really understand what their problems are, like how can we help them, and you know what should we build to make sure that they can get what they want. So very like from the ground up, we've built our solution to make sure that we can cater for every literacy level and every technology level. Because obviously, like not everybody has a smartphone. Uh, we've got a very large smartphone penetration in South Africa. I think it's around 75%, um, which is very high for Africa. But we've got a very large amount of people that work for feature phones, you know, or they'll have a smartphone and a feature phone, you know, because the data costs are so expensive. So, like from the ground up, every feature we've been trying to build is trying to make sure that from a le- from a standpoint of empathy, how do we make sure that every user is included to be able to use the service? Yeah, um, I've used a bunch of budgeting apps, and I've never necessarily felt like they were very effective in really making me, you know, budget more or whatever it is. I think it's more mentality or like my own. Um, just discipline holding me back. Um, how do you better engage people through that app um, to, to one, want to use the, the tools that you guys have, but also start to shift their perspective of what those tools actually mean and how they can change their own behavior? Because I feel like there's a lot of this that you know, boils down to people's behavior and culture and you know, uh, habits over time. Um, how do you engage people better um, through an app um, and stuff like that? 
So that's quite an interesting one. You know, I think the first part, you, you kind of start with something as, as complicated as, as budgeting is, is to start by making it simple. You know, budgeting is a schlep. That's why most of us don't do it. You know, like it, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of work. You've got to constantly update it. So part from the way we kind of approach it is just say, like, what's the most important point? You know, for us, we want to get, some, we want to get people to save more. Right? That is, that is it's like saving more puts you in a state where you're not as vulnerable you're not as scared and you can actually sort of like think above your, your hierarchy of needs. So building something that's really simple to do with like a really simple breakdown around cool, what is important. So to understand your, your savings, we need to show you clearly what are you saving. To understand your expenses, we need to give you a clear breakdown of what your expenses are. To reinforce those, to reinforce the, the habit of checking your expenses, we make sure that every time you open the app, you can see upcoming expenses. And we train you to kind of like set those up, see when they're coming up, and we make you aware that they are coming up. Before you make a withdrawal, you can see, cool, this is what's coming up. And um, I think the most important part around all of this is that because it's a complicated process, how do you help people understand better? So because we've got the platform um, that allows us to build out full-blown financial training modules, we built an entire module it takes you through the process of how to set up a budget. You know, why is it a good idea to budget and what makes a good budget? Yeah, that's amazing. Um, I, I recently, and, you know, this is going on um, on Twitter, where everyone's talking about the social dilemma and it's just this show about, you know, how social media apps are, are, are designed to addict people. Um, can you please make your app more addictive like the social media apps. <laughs> I mean, I think these are the apps that should be like super addictive, right? Like these are the platforms that I feel like way more people should be spending their time and investing more energy in understanding tools that can really help them, one, you know, learn more about their financial wellness, um, gain that financial literacy and, you know, try and drive really positive impact. Um, how do you think about um, what this design will look like um, of the actual platform um, in the future? So I think there's a lot that we're currently busy on, which will certainly change the way people uh, interact with the apps. So this week we launch our first critical services in-app purchases. So we're looking to allow people to buy uh, electricity and data, mm. again, coming from research. These are the type of critical services which people need um, money for during the month and might have run out. And so what this starts to allow is for people to engage on a more regular basis with the app for common kind of transactions. And again, to Ruan's point, that's re really just reinforcing the nature of seeing your budget, seeing what's upcoming, understanding your expenses. And as soon as people start to spend more with us through the platform, we start to push that automatically into their budget. So if you can imagine a world where you see what's coming through payroll, you see what salary deductions that come through, you see how people are starting to spend their money through the platform, we can automatically update those budgets and take the kind of the hassle factor, if you like, mm. out of filling in a budget, but making it more real. And it is that reinforcement of people seeing, right, I've got some money available to me, I've got critical services I can purchase, but these are the expenses that are coming up within my kind of daily life. And I think it's that reinforcement and the responsibility and accountability that we can drive through the apps, um, which will really help people to start um, thinking about their spend more. Yeah. Um, what are your hopes for the future in terms of what you guys want to achieve as a company and the impact that you want to have? 
so from an impact perspective, we really want to get people into a situation where they're not withdrawing early access to end wages to get themselves out of emergencies. That thought that people will be using early access to end wages as it's a convenience factor of spend, but that they're well positioned in terms of how they're managing their money is for us the nirvana of where we were trying to get to. So well-educated in the financial space, well-planned in terms of preparing for life that will happen um, and really enjoying their money because we work really hard for our money and we'd love to see people really enjoy spending their money rather than feeling guilty or feeling the strain or pressure that comes sometimes with spending money when you just don't have it. Yeah. Um, from an employer perspective, I think we've spoken more on like um, the final user perspective, but from an employer perspective, have you seen companies, you know, um, understand the value of this product for their employees and how it can impact them um, and their overall wellness? So from the employer perspective, I guess what we're starting to see is um, people using the solution being less financially stressed at work. We know from research that's out there that people who are financially stressed are spending two to three hours a day worrying about how they're going to get home, how they're going to put food on the table, you know, how they're going to pay for those school fees. And that's detracting from the productivity of the employers. Um, and then we also tend to see that people who have sick days or a sick leave policy often take more sick leave even when they're not sick. And the reality, that reason they're doing that is because it's cheaper sometimes to stay at home than to go to work. And so we're tracking all of this information. We're working closely with the employers that we currently have on the platform. And we're really hoping to deliver our own statistics on how we are improving the lives of employees and consequently then improving the productivity for employers. Uh, but that data will build over time. Um, there have been some great um, white papers out in the States from similar types of products. And we definitely hope to contribute to that space so we can really prove out the value of the product. Yeah. Um Thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. I think you guys' platform is, is, is going to drive some really, really incredible impact. Um, how do people access the platform and, um, you know, start to use the platform to better their financial wellness? So anybody who's interested in the product can reach out to us on any of the social media channels. So we're on Facebook, on LinkedIn, etc. Um, also, www.flowpays.coza. Um, there are contact forms on the website, so you can get in touch with us on those. And one of us will gladly be in touch uh, and find out what the needs are of your employer and the employees within that employment. All right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it, guys. Awesome. Thanks very Thank much. Thank you very much.